It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant, and excuse the technical issues. The uh, the world of technology is betraying us briefly today. I, I guarantee you, after we get things on the rails, we will be uh, fully loaded for this this Monday. And boy, do we have a lot to discuss today. There are so many things happening out there in the world since uh, since we left you on Friday that I'm almost wondering if we're going to have room to get to everything today. I'm sure you monitored what looked like a coup or an insurrection or Russia versus Russia over the weekend. And then it turned into what we don't know, the revolt in Russia from Vlad to worse or all the other crazy headlines we've seen. We apparently knew this was going to happen. We, the United States government, apparently we had Intel telling us that Russia was about to be attacked by its own helpers, its mercenaries in the Wagner group, which is just a weird thing because I spent all day Friday and Saturday listening to various news people talking about the Wagner group or the Wagner group, and they couldn't get together on it. It's just one of those oddities in the media. And then before sundown on Saturday, we learned that the group had turned around. They were 125, 150 miles away from Moscow. All flights in and out of Moscow had been canceled, put on hold. It looked like there was going to be uh, a, a really bad situation happening for Vladimir Putin. We heard tales that Putin had sent his plane, that he had sent his own plane away from Moscow. And whether or not he was on it, we didn't know. And now here we are, almost a day and a half later, and nobody's really seen Vladimir Putin live and in person. And no one's seen the, uh, the leader of the Wagner group, the, the former buddy, Prigozhin. Nobody's seen him either since he left the building they took over from the Russian military. So what a revolting development this is, literally. What is the deal? What's the story here? How are we to even know what the truth is? Because we don't have any real intel on the ground in Moscow, do we? We've seen a few social media videos posted, but we all know that the Russians control their social media output. So I I'm at a loss for words on this, except that my spidey senses are telling me a couple of things. What we have heard since the alleged revolt was overturned or, or stopped is that Prigozhin was granted immunity and he was told he could live out the rest of his life in Belarus, right? And that his troops were turning back to their camps inside of Ukraine, where they were fighting against Ukraine on behalf of Russia. 25,000 troops. But then we heard that maybe they're in Belarus. And then the Chechens who were sent by Putin to go after Prigozhin, well, now we hear they might be in Belarus. So if nobody knows where Prigozhin is, and they assume he was going to Belarus, and his troops are going to Belarus, and the Chechens are going to Belarus, and correct me if I'm wrong, but last week, it was just last week that we had intelligence that said the Russians had shipped some nukes to Belarus. 
hmm, what's happening in Belarus? Could it be that this was a giant okie doke? I hate to use Barack Obama terms, but there it is. Could it be that this was a gigantic okie doke meant to distract everybody while Russia and Putin were setting up what looks like it could be an operation inside the Belarus territory in order to go in and sweep through Ukraine because it's a lot closer to, to Kiev. So I, I just have uh, a whole lot of questions about this. And a whole lot of questions will linger until we get some resolution, I, I imagine, until we see some action. And we do have uh, many clips of, of folks speculating about what's happening. So we'll get to that today. But as I said, it's a, a very busy, busy day on this first day of the last week of Pride Month. How was your Pride weekend? Did you attend some of the festivities? There are some remarkable bits of video and some disgusting clips of things that happen at various and sundry Pride events, including uh, Jerry Nadler, the waddler, was out marching in New York City. I guess his his uh, his record is unblemished. 30 consecutive pride marches for the Nadler. I wonder if he's shown up for that many votes. Has he ever missed a vote in Congress? He has not missed a pride march. Boy, is this interesting to keep an eye on, isn't it? Yeah, we, we will get to that. Nancy Pelosi had a sit down with Jen Snarky, the former press secretary who's now on the dole over at uh, MSNBC to carry water for the Democrats at MSNBC. So we have some amazing highlights from that with some statements from Nancy Pelosi that are both drenched in irony and laughable at the same time. So we have some uh, Pelosi comments. There are some developments, I believe, that are going to surprise many people in the Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Biden crime family uh, story and and as I said, the investigation did did Joe have a secret cell phone when he was vice president? Remember all of the questions about cell phone use by by presidents and vice presidents and secretaries of state who wanted to have their own cell phones. Well, the story now is that Joe Biden did indeed have a secret cell phone while he was the vice president. Now, one of the problems with Joe Biden having a secret cell phone, even though all the other cool kids in the Democratic Party were doing just that, that one of the problems is that uh, Hunter's businesses were apparently paying for Joe Biden to have a secret cell phone. That's what we know is that Hunter Biden's business or one of his various and sundry shell corporations was paying paying for the AT&T $300 a month world phone plan that Joey had so he could call anywhere in the world. Gee, why would you need a phone that could call anywhere in the world, Joe? Why is that necessary? Does anybody know? Yeah, I think we need some answers to that. And let's hoping that there will be investigations. I don't think we can count on the Justice Department to do that. But I do think we can count on the Republicans in the House of Representatives to get that done because they're the only ones looking into anything these days. So we have that on the agenda as well. And uh, of course, as usual, the, uh, the always, the always up-to-date files 
from the Chris Plant program with the latest crazy audio from the crazy Democrats. So it's going to be a busy Monday, and uh, I hope you will join the conversation as well. And uh, we will we will lay it all out for you once we get back from the initial launch here. It appears that we have most of the technical issues solved. And when we return, we will be driving at 110 miles an hour in a 65 mile an hour zone. I promise you. It's Mike Opelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. And there it is. We're all back in the right place with the right technology. Yes, it's the Chris Plant Show. Chris is on vacation. Mike Opelka sitting in for Chris. And, and we had a little we had a little rough start there with, uh, with the computers fighting us. But we have it all put together now, thanks to Michael Piercy and uh, Jeff Wolf taking care of all the bugs in the system. And hopefully uh, you, you didn't run away. So we're going to try and get to everything today. Yes, yes, every single fabulous thing. And you're welcome to join us at 888-630-9625, 888 I don't want to get too far past the discussion of what happened in Russia without, um, I don't want to shift topics until we get some of your thoughts on this as well. Because as I mentioned in the early, early break, I believe that there's every possibility Putin and his lifelong buddy, the guy they called his chef because they started out as friends when this cat was in the catering business. He had a hot dog cart in St. Petersburg, and then he became a restaurant mogul, and then he got the lucrative contract to feed the Kremlin, and then he and Pootie Poot became buddies, and he decided, you know, cooking is boring. I could take my knives and cut off people's hands in battle. And he formed the Wagner Group and, uh, and, and then became this mercenary group that Putin was paying to wage war on the Ukrainians. And they apparently were doing a much better job than the Russian forces. Russia has reportedly lost over 50,000 soldiers in the brief period of time that this war has been waged. I mean, relatively compared to other lengthy wars that we've been involved in. And so to think that suddenly that, that Putin and his, his bestest buddy had suddenly split and that one was going to wage war against the other and then he was 150 miles away from Moscow with his, his line of military reportedly 
Now, now there are some conflicting facts to what I believe is the possible theory that this might be an okey-doke to make a huge attack from inside Belarus towards Kiev. So uh, we do have some, some people who are saying, well, Putin reportedly threatened, threatened the family of his, uh, his former chef. And, you know, you'll do a lot of things differently when your family has, has guns held to their neck. So we'll say Phil is in uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, calling the Chris Plant Show. And, Phil, uh, where are you on all of this? Welcome, sir. Well, uh, first off, hail to the Monday Gremlins and your all's battle to finally defeat them. Thank you. Uh, but, look, I was listening to this whole escapade, and the first thing you got to understand is you can't trust anything that CNN or MSN or any of those organizations tell you. You can't trust anything they say. They're just a Democratic Party operation. So if they're saying something, it's probably something completely different. And also, Putin is an extraordinarily strong leader. He knows what he's doing at all times. And that's what the Russian people respect. So this idea that they are all hate his guts, plus also he's also struck deals with China to keep the Russian economy going, which China never tells anybody about. So Russia's doing pretty good. So I didn't believe any of what I was hearing, and I was wondering what in the world's going on. And then I found out that this guy was actually, like you said, a good friend of Putin. And I'm like going, this doesn't make any sense. What are we looking at? And then somebody, uh, I'm a member of YouTube. We do comments on the comments page. And somebody mentioned, you know what? This is exactly what a KGB officer would do if he was trying to hide a lateral military movement to put a pincer move on the Ukrainians. He would actually throw it out in front of the whole world and let them, you know, bite their own heads off while he went and did what he wanted to do. So that's what I think he's doing. I think this is a lateral military move. And instead of trying to hide it, Putin actually had a little bit of fun with this, and he trolled the entire Western media, who he's been trolling ever since this happened. You know? Yeah, well, you're, you're not far away from what I'm thinking. And I also, um, I also wonder how early our... Intel knew exactly what they're telling us they knew uh, early last week. And I'd like to know why no members of Congress, at least I haven't seen it reported, have stood up and said, yes, we had a briefing on Monday. We just weren't allowed to talk about it. And if that's the case, yeah, why didn't the mainstream media Sunday shows go after it either? Because, you know, we we had a lot of talk about Joe Biden's age and, and lack of cognitive skills this weekend. But not a lot of talk of how many members of Congress had been briefed about this apparent intel on on this impending attempt at revolt. What it what it what it betrays is is how ineffective Joe Biden and the Democrats have been at doing anything to Putin and what he's doing. And they don't want anybody to understand that they cannot affect what he's doing. They can't even touch this guy. And what yeah, they're doing is just dumping billions of dollars in an endless hole. Well, it does feel that way. And I think a lot of us who are nervous about the ongoing endless flow of our money to Ukraine without any real accountability or, or full reporting on it. We, you know, we want to save a country that's under siege from somebody like Putin, but we also don't want them to think we're dumb. And apparently a lot of us, me included, think we're being foolish by just 
handing them things over and over and over again. Phil, a very energetic presentation this morning. A lot of fine points made. I appreciate you being there early and getting things started. And I thank you, sir. Have a great day. I, I think I have time to get one more, one more uh, thought in here. And this is off topic. But if this is happening today, I think we need to let people know about it. Uh, Dennis, is, Dennis is in East Tennessee. Hello, Dennis. You have a, a note on something happening with Riley Gaines today? Uh, actually, Mike, well, first, thanks for taking my call. No, it, it occurred yesterday. Oh, okay. I, I told the screen caller that you, you'd brought the subject up. But Riley Gaines and about a half a dozen other notable NCAA celebrities, bicycle riders and whatnot, participated in a rally uh, condemning the transgender men coming into their sports and, of course, winning most of them when they're non-ranked in the, in the men's leagues. Uh, they had a professional cycling event this weekend for three days in Knoxville. That's why they had the rally. So they had uh-huh. some, uh, w- well, women. I, I'm up against the clock, Dennis. I appreciate you let us know, letting us know about that. I'm a huge fan of Riley Gaines, and I'm glad that more women are standing up to defend women. That is so important. As I said, it's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. And welcome back. It is the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka sitting in for my buddy Chris Plant today on this Monday. It's the final Monday of Pride Month. What are we going to do? Oh, my goodness. We only have so many more days to have dumb protests and and co-opt what once was just the LGB community, and then it became TRVUS, whatever it is, plus plus. Oh, boy. A lot of parades this weekend, and uh, a, a lot of things that, I'm sure parents didn't want their kids to see at some of these parades. We'll get to that. It is National Chocolate Pudding Day today. So um, our president is happy. If somebody uh, tells him it's National Chocolate Pudding Day, I know he's going to be focused all day on whether or not there will be chocolate pudding for the dessert at lunch and dinner today. We will say, by the way, The president of the United States and his son, who is now attached to him with some sort of tether. It's like when when I was a kid, one of nine kids, uh, my mom had a whole bunch of kids in a row. It just was insane. I don't know how she did it. She's a warrior. She was the greatest. But the youngest always had one of those tethers, that little harness that I think Mike Myers wore when he played that that, uh, child on on Saturday Night Live, back when it was kind of funny, not when it was a political opinion show. But it looks to me like Biden's got Hunter on some sort of tether, and it might kind of be a mutual tether, too, to keep them together. Because they, they got on the helicopter, leaving the White House to, to head over to Camp David for the weekend, and they had some, allegedly had some lawyers with them. And then the Russia revolt happened, and we heard that there suddenly was an influx of some actual advisors to the president, some high-ranking people who who were called away from their other assignments to, to meet with the president at Camp David. But before that, I think the majority of the time was spent trying to figure out how to cover the Hunter story. 
because the Hunter story kind of blew up at the White House press conference on Friday, and it kind of hit a level that I don't think we've seen with cringe getting really tense with reporters, not just cringe. Uh, uh, James Rosen was asking John Kirby some questions uh, about the uh, whistleblower allegations in the Hunter Biden criminal investigation, and Kirby couldn't answer it. In fact, he ended up walking out of the room. The House Ways and Means Committee yesterday released documents, their authenticity nowhere challenged. Uh, that included a July 2017 WhatsApp message sent by Hunter Biden to Henry Zhao, a Chinese Communist Party official. First of all, I'm stopping this because I want to point out that James Rosen is a journalist. And in his, his question here, he embeds some of the blocks to the usual arguments from the administration. He already said that nowhere have these allegations from the whistleblower been challenged on credibility. So he's already taken that away from John Kirby. I'll let it continue. Which stated in its entirety, and I quote, I am sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I now, I'm looking at, you can't see this because it's radio, of course, but this was a, a live video from the, the press room at the White House. John Kirby's eyes are getting tighter and tighter. His jaw, you can see the muscles in his jaw tightening. The muscles in his neck are getting tense. One can only assume that there's a puckering going on in another part of his body as Rosen continues reading the transcript of the WhatsApp text, which again, the legitimacy and accuracy has not been challenged anywhere because these were gotten through a subpoena. Let's let it go. Sitting here waiting for the call with my father, unquote. So just a couple of questions about this. First, does this not undermine uh, the president's claim during the 2020 campaign and the reaffirmations of that claim by his two press secretaries since then that he never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? I can answer this. Yes. Yes, it does. It undermines all that. But what did John Kirby say? How did he answer that? Once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with him? No, and I'm not going to comment further on this. No, it doesn't. And I'm not going to say anything else. So there will be no more questions. No more questions. Um, James Rosen is good. James, James, let me just, let me save you some, let me save, let me save, let me save you some breath. If you're going to ask about this, I am not addressing, I don't, I know you do more than I'd like you to have. I am not going to address this issue from this podium. I'm just not going to do it. Not going to do it. And there, there are now smatterings of actual journalism happening in the room where you're hearing journalists from other networks, from, from other newspapers start to raise the question, well, why not? Why can't we know about this? Why, why can't you answer that question? Why is it so out of line? Why can't you say that there, there truly is nothing here? Because apparently there is some there there. And it, it continued because cringe got really tense.
And Cringe had probably the worst five minutes of her life as a press secretary. I can't speak to the rest of her life, but she had some really, really tense moments because it appeared that, again, suddenly in the middle of nowhere, without warning, the mainstream media, those who have press credentials inside the White House, has decided to do actual journalism. Now, we could have known something like this was going to happen because it was two weeks ago that uh, Dana Bash at CNN had a confrontation with uh, Vivek Ramiswamy, and she told Vivek that we know how to do the journalism here at CNN. We do it all the and time. We know how to be good journalists because we do it every single day. I would like to know how many days. It's like the injury calendar at any good operation that says we've been X number of days without an injury. Uh, CNN's got one that says we've been like 5,000 days without a journalism happening. And maybe that's changing. Maybe the journalism outbreaks are starting to pop up. And it did, as I said, Kirby walked off. He didn't want to deal with it. And Cringe got really angry as those pesky reporters kept asking the questions about this. And Cringe knew that, that Joey and, and Hunter were getting ready to take a vacation, a little vacation away from, you know, all the, all the plea bargaining that's been going on with Hunter, and to, to go to Camp David. Now, I'm happy when our presidents visit Camp David. We pay for Camp David. You and I put out a lot of money to make sure Camp David is a safe and secure place for whomever is president of the United States to relax while they are still keeping an eye on all of the various troubles around the world. It also has a skiff. It has a secure area there. It's got a situation room at Camp David. So while they can relax and go hunting or play bocce, God knows what the Bidens do. For now Joey attempts to play golf, but he's really bad at it and he cheats. But uh, before they left, Cringe was holding this press conference, and the reporters, who suddenly had a truth vitamin given to them, started going after her on this topic. Kirby wouldn't answer James's question, though. Are you going to answer the question? Not a reasonable question to ask whether the President of the United States was involved, as this message seems to suggest in some sort of a coercive conversation for business dealings by a son. Is that something, if he wasn't, then maybe you should tell us. So now, before Cringe answers, what is great, again, this reporter says, are you going to ask James's quest, answer James's question, the one he asked Kirby and Kirby refused to answer? Great setup. I love it because this now shows possible unity for the truth within the press. This now shows that maybe the members of the mainstream media are suddenly going, oh, my God, we've been played or we were paid to be played in the case of some of them. So Cringe is smiling and she's got the she's got the uh, happy Friday white dress on. And she was originally smiling and then it got tense. Then maybe you should tell us. So here's the thing. I, and I appreciate the question. I believe my colleague uh, at the White House Council uh, has answered this question already, has dealt with this, has uh, uh, made it very clear. I just don't have anything to share outside of what my colleagues have shared. Uh, and so I would refer you to him. And so uh, the White House Council's already answered this, and I don't have anything else to share. I'm not going to tell you what the White House Council said, but I, I, I'm not going to say anything else. And the DOJ. Just not going to comment from here. 
I will, what I can tell you is I know that my colleague has dealt with this. He, he uh, addressed this at the White House Council. I just don't have anything else to share. I just, I just answered the question. I just answered the question. Yes or no, was the president involved in the shakedown attacks? Stephen, Stephen, I just answered the question. Stephen, there'll be no cookies. There'll be no cookies, Stephen, if you keep on this line of questioning. And they all, there's two or three now. There have been two gentlemen, one female, trying to get cringe to just answer a simple question. One asked, is the text message legitimate? Because we've seen no pushback as to the text message on the WhatsApp, which is kind of a sneaky Pete app. If you know what WhatsApp is, it's used by a lot of bad people to hide their conversations. It's a, it's a secrety app. Probably had it on the now secret Joe Biden cell phone that we're hearing about from the, his time as vice president. But let's, let's have more fun. This is a schadenfreude moment for me. Schadenfreude. It's a great German word, meaning uh, taking pleasure at the misfortune of others. I love seeing cringe being grilled like a cheese sandwich. Said, I just, this is, it's not up to you how I answer the question. I just answer the question by telling you my colleagues at the White House Council has dealt with this. And I-, uh, I just want you to know, it's not up to you as to how I answer the question. It's up to me, little mister. The little mister was implied, although I would love, absolutely love to hear a, a press secretary invoke little mister. I would refer you to them. Go ahead. Can you just remind us what your colleague said from the White House counsels? Now, this is a brilliant take. Uh, Corinne, could you please just, can you just remind us what the White House counsel has said? Can you please remind us what happened? Because, you know, we, we may not have seen that. Can you just tell us, remind us? She doesn't like this, this question at all. We have it. I would, I, would, I would refer you to them, and they will share their statement with all of you. My question is about your statements from that podium. You stated that the president stands by his comment from the 2020 campaign. That he- now, James Rosen going in for the kill again. My question is about your statement. Not about the White House counsel. I, I want to know what you say about Joe Biden, who was on the campaign trail for months and months. Well, he wasn't really on the trail. He was in the basement saying that he had, he had no knowledge of Hunter's business. Never once discussed his son's overseas business dealings with his son. And you stood at that podium yeah. and you reaffirmed that. Do you stand by your reaffirmation? I, what I will say is nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. And I will leave it there. Anything else, I will refer you to the White House counsel. This is not a change. I just answered the question. You asked, you just asked me, do, does my statement change? I just told you nothing has changed. Does That's that answering the question. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Stephen. Stephen's going to get a timeout. This is the second time that Cringe has had to admonish Stephen. There won't be a cookie, and he might be in timeout. This is so much fun. This never gets broadcast. This would have been the day to sell pay-per-view on the uh, press briefing, and maybe another one is happening soon. I'm calling on your colleague right now. Go ahead. Thank you. To, to follow up on my colleague, is there anything that you can say with regard to this text message and what the president's son was alleging? Was the president there or not? I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House Council. Now, there is a movie from the 80s. I think it was in the 80s called Dangerous Liaisons, featuring, uh, i got to remember who the actress was. She was an absolute smoke show. 
And, uh, and, and in that movie, they were competing to seduce each people were seducing each other everywhere. It was, uh, it was in, in the late 1700s in France. And there was a whole lot of heartbreaking going on. And that when it came time to break up with somebody, this woman would turn totally cold and just start repeating, it's beyond my control. And as the man kept losing his mind and getting crazier and crazier because his, his affections, he did not want to be denied. What was once a physical affair had now gone beyond and he was committed to her, but she didn't want him. It's beyond my control until he loses his mind. This is Cringe's technique. It's basically beyond her control is what she's saying. But I hope the press will not give up. I hope the press will stay relentless on this topic because now that we have the text message, which apparently is real because no one's denying the text message, and now that we know that the New York Times reported this, Last week, I think Chris actually brought this up, or maybe it was after the show. The New York Times reported that just a couple days after that, that alleged exchange between the Chinese member of the Communist Party and a businessman, that squeeze on the Chinese businessman to send that money and resolve it that night. Sure, sure enough, a couple days later, a whole bunch of money, millions of dollars, between 5 and $10 million, was transferred into the network of Hunter Biden business accounts and shell organizations. This thing is not going away, which is why I believe Joey and Hunter took a trip to Camp David this weekend to come up with a plan. And by the way, yes, it was Michelle Pfeiffer in the movie Dangerous Liaisons. Thank you, Michael Piercy, for digging that up. Yeah, it's a very interesting movie. It has nothing to do with politics, and yet today it feels like it has everything to do with politics. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. In for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. And I think I talked myself into a pretty tight corner. I'm not sure exactly how much time I have left. Michael Pierce will tell me in my ear, I'm sure. We have a lot of things we have to get to today. Additional political stuff. Nancy Pelosi is spreading conspiracy theories. <laughs> Nancy Pelosi uh, <laughs> apparently thinks that Donald Trump forced the censure of Adam Schiff after there was an initial vote that failed and Apparently, Pelosi didn't understand what Representative Thomas Massey was saying when he said, don't don't find him $16 million, just censure him. Massey has a lot of common sense about him, in my opinion. But uh, we'll, we'll get to that a little bit more. And uh, some weird stories in the culture. I need to talk about the, about the push for lab-grown chicken. Lab-grown chicken. Yeah, this is made from the cells of chicken, and then they grow it in a lab. Never mind free-range chicken, chickens that are out there eating and uh, just running around, and then you get to you get to barbecue them after they've been sacrificed and defeathered. 
Uh, never mind that. We're now going to have lab-grown meat. And one of the guys is the biggest funders of this uh, Franken-chicken, as I like to call it, is, is uh, Bill Gates, who doesn't look like one of the healthiest people on the planet. So I, I want Bill Gates to eat the Franken-chicken for at least two years before I will consider it. But it's already on the menu in Washington, D.C. Yeah. It, it's uh, it's on the menu at uh, China Chilcano, a Chinese Peruvian restaurant in Washington, D.C., that's going to use the chicken meat in dishes. I really want to do a side-by-side taste test, though. I'll do the chew test, the mouth feel, to let you know what my taste buds say. But a lot of that can be covered up by spices and things. So I'm I, I'm not in on it as a regular source of protein. I still like the fact that Nature is out there doing its thing without uh, manipulating cells, without uh, sending any hormones into these chickens, without the steroids. Into I just want chicken. I want beef. Beef does. Cows do a brilliant job of turning grass into meat. They take plants and they turn it into meat for us. I don't need laboratories giving me what they call, oh, it's plant-based. Yeah, every steak I eat is plant-based. It's either grass or corn or some kind of mixture of it. I know, I got off the track. First hour in the books, second hour of the Chris Plant Show coming up. You can't go anywhere. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.